Hallelujah. So we want to thank. We want we, we, we want to make sure we have we, we, we celebrate that and, and, and be glad. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, my wife read the scripture, but I'm going to read it again. Uh, so just bear with me. In Philippians 3, 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brothers, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, my, 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 my topic would be keep on pressing. And uh, let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. Take my lips, mold them, oh God. Lord, that you, oh God, would speak, oh God. I would decrease, you would increase. And I thank you for this opportunity, God. Now have your way in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is an honor and a privilege to be up here to speak the word of God. Amen. I, I, I am blessed. I am uh, humble and, and thankful that uh, I don't want to thank my pastor, Pastor Benson, for, you know, allowing me to get up here. Amen. And uh, if some of y'all don't, if you don't like what I say and what not, take that up with God and him. Hallelujah. So thank you. It's an honor for uh, to be under the teacher of a man of God, as Pastor Benson. He is, he is not only a, a pastor, but he is a shepherd with a shepherd heart. Amen. So we just want to keep him up in prayer and his family. Again, this is a uh, uh, holiday season coming up, Christmas, and uh, the day, the birth of our Savior. And we're just so glad that God so loved the world that he sent. He sent the Savior in the world. To, he sent his son, man, that we may have life. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to read a, a motivated thought from... Uh, Linda McLean. It's called Friday Story, and the title is Keep Pressing On. A famous mountain climbing resort in the Swiss Alps catered to businesses that encourage their employees to hike up the mountain trails together. The goal is to build a spirit of oneness and to teach teamwork. Although it's about an eight-hour trek to the summit, everyone in reasonably good shape can ascend to the top. In the morning, the hikers gather at the base of the mountain for a prep talk before starting the climb. Usually the group is so excited they can hardly wait to heat, head up the slopes, have a group picture taken, and celebrate the excitement of the journey they are embarking on upon. They hike for several hours before taking a break. Approximately halfway up the mountain stands a, a quaint alpine restaurant. About noon, the weary hikers trek into the restaurant, peel off their hiking gear, and pop down by the fireplace to have a cup of coffee or hot chocolate and eat their lunch. With the mountain as their backdrop, the hikers savor the warm, cozy picture setting because they are satisfied with where they are. They lost their drive to excel, to explore a new horizon, and to experience the uh, new openings they never previously imagined before. Impossible. They have tasted a bit of success and they think it's good enough. Many times we approach life a lot like those full and comfortable hikers sitting in the restaurant enjoying the view. We have a goal to break a bad habit, 
to lose some weight or pay off some credit cards. At first, we're so excited, we're fired up, and we go after it. The first leg of the climb up the mountain is powered by enthusiasm for our new goal. But over time, we get lazy and complacent. Maybe we see a little improvement, but then we get comfortable right where we are. This might not be a bad place, but we know it's not where we're supposed to be. Like those hikers sitting in the quaint restaurant, we are still perfectly capable of craning our necks and looking up the mountain. We're not stretching our faith or our potential, and we know it. Maybe you own a business and you experience a bit of success lately. However, you've been coasting, or maybe you just set out to lose 20 pounds, you lose 10, and you feel like all oh, is good, and yet, and, and you get complacent. Don't stop halfway just because it's easy. Instead, remember what it is that you really, really want. Put out the effort and go the whole way to the top of the mountain. Step out of your comfort zone today. Keep pushing, pursuing, and keep believing. And it doesn't take any more effort to believe and stay filled with the hope and faith than it does to develop a negative, a negative and defeated attitude. Get up every day and say, this is going to be a great day. I believe my dreams are coming to pass. There are great things stored for me and everyone around me. When you have that kind of attitude, you are releasing God's goodness, but it doesn't come easily. People who see their dreams come to pass are people who have resolve and backbone. They are the ones who refuse to settle for little victories along the way and see themselves at the finish line. Instead, continue pushing on towards the ultimate goal. No one wants to be medic uh, 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 complacent. You are made for so much more. Realize that what you, your mind focused on it can achieve is up to you. Pay attention only to those silent whispers within that say, you can do it. Hallelujah. That's from uh, a little motivation from Lisa McClain that, and um, we want to get here. And the verses. Not that I have already attained, Paul saying, or that I'm already perfect. What he's saying, the most common Christian cop-out is, well, is, well, nobody's perfect. Paul doesn't settle for such a flip answer regarding a serious quest for Christ's fullness. He acknowledged that he isn't there yet. He acknowledged that he's still a work in progress. That's what he's saying. He, he, he didn't count himself having realized realize all that Christ meant to do for him and by him. I have yet to take hold or grasp. Here it was the sense to enter into a close relationship received. Close relationship received makes one's own apprehended or get it there. Paul is saying, man, listen, I ain't got that. I'm still in the progress. I'm still a progress. Uh, uh, there's a work here. I'm so, it's just like us. We're still a, 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 a work in progress. We, we, we haven't gotten there yet. We, we, we haven't attained all that we're supposed to attain because we're still in a, 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 a work of progress. God got us on this road here, and he's working on us. He's working and molding and shaping us, and Paul understood that. He said, man, I, I may have a bachelor's degree and a, a Ph.D., and, and I may be the Hebrew of the Hebrew of the Travel Benjamin, I may have it all that, but he told in one person, I count it all as nothing 
Because you see, I, 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 I haven't got it all yet. That doesn't mean nothing. I'm still a work in progress. God is still molding me. God is still making me. This is what he's saying. Paul hasn't, he said, I hasn't yet taken hold of the fullness of Christ. It can mean either complete, bring it to an end, or bring, bring to its goal, accomplishment, make perfect. Paul realized that he is a work in progress. God is still perfecting him, still pruning and shaping. There ain't any pores out here that still opening up for him untapped areas of spiritual avenue of life and avenues of God's glory. They are, we, we, we should be like Paul on that road. And, and Paul said, you know, I got to keep on pressing on here because I, I haven't got this yet and, and I'm trying to get it. I'm still a work in progress. God is still working on me. But see, we, we have to submit to that. We have, we have to let God do what he got to do. See, see, there have been some Christian, especially in the Wesleyanian tradition. Uh, the Wesleyanian tradition is a Methodist Christian movement founded by John Wesley in 18th century England. And they say, they, 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 to them, who claim they have reached sinless perfection. But Paul doesn't claim this. He specifically denies it and acknowledges that God is still working on him. God is still working on me. I know I ain't got it all together. God is still working on me because there's some things that God needs to work on me. There's some things I need work on. There's some things that I, I have to let go and, and let God. God is still working on me. I'm glad I'm on that road there. See, but one thing I know, I continue to press on. I don't stop. I continue to press on. And I press on. This is, that's the key of, of our Christian. We got to press and press. There, there, there's, there's no holding back now. You, there's no stopping. There's no quitting but pressing. And Paul is the prime example. But I wonder, was Paul's experience in prison part of God's perfect process for him? Sometimes God put us in a place where we are hindered, hampered, limited, and our own involuntary servitude. Why? I'm glad you asked me that. Because of these places in our lives, we are desperate enough to seek God and willing to change whatever is necessary in order to learn to lessen our pain. The circumstances that you yourself are in right now may be a blessing in disguise. An opportunity God has selected further to further his work in you. You wonder, hey, look, at, I'm in a place, man, things look like it's falling apart. But that might be God's plan for you to be in that part so you can look to him, so you can call to him, so you can ask him to, 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 to keep searching, keep thirsting for him. See, God, the circumstances that we have is it, 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 a testimony to God's greatness because you know you ain't coming out of your circumstances by yourself. But see, when you're in that circumstance, you're going to press. You're going to keep pressing because you say, hey, I got to get out of here. I got to keep on pressing you got to keep on pressing. See, God is right there. He said, come on. But, but the only way you're going to get to me, you got to press on. The only way you're going to get out of your circumstance, you got to press on. The only way you're going to get out of your situation, you got to press on. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. See, Paul said, now, I'm not giving up here. I'm going to continue to press. I'm going to continue to move. I'm going to continue to keep going. See, Paul realized that he hasn't attained his potential in Christ. But he doesn't excuse himself by the difficulty of the calling, like some of us might. Some might say, well, you know what? This is kind of hard here. 
this is, uh, maybe I better sit down or maybe I better stop, you know, because, hey, the things are <laughs> getting kind of hot, you know. But, but, but and that's the excuse. Some, we might make that excuse to quit. But Paul doesn't make that uh, excuse. It, yeah, nobody said this walk going to be easy. Nobody said this walk going to be a, a walk in the park. Nobody said that, oh, we're going to have roses and everything will be. But it still said that we will have eternal life. It is said that our name will be written in the land book of life if we keep on pressing on, if we keep on moving, if we keep on going. Hallelujah. Okay. But he said, but he said, Paul said, but I press to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. It is not our laying hold of Christ first, but his laying hold of us, which is our happiness and our salvation. We love him first because he first loved us. In 1 John 4, 19. Not that keep a hold of Christ, but his keep a hold of us is our safety. We are kept by his mighty power through faith unto salvation in 1 Peter 1, 5. When Christ lay hold of us, it bring us to, it's to bring us to heaven. Christ laid hold of us. I know good doggone well he laid hold of me where I was. Christ laid hold on me. Another one, he said, Christ, laid, Christ got you. He, he, he came for you. Hallelujah. Paul said he laid on the road of the markets. That, that, that's where Christ laid hold of Paul. Hallelujah. And, my, and, and, and when I get out of prison, that's where Christ laid hold of me. Hallelujah. Come on now. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Through his mighty power. Hallelujah. When Paul said that, I pressed on, he was saying, follow after to make rapidly and decisive towards objective. Hasten, run. The root idea in this, in this text is to chase. When I think of the word, it reminds me, uh, you chase. You know, come on, back in the day, we used to chase after things. We used to run after stuff. You know, stuff that wasn't no good for us, but we ran after it. We chased after it. We didn't give up until we got it. Here Paul is saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm, when, I, when he said, I'm pressing, I'm chasing after God. I'm pressing on, that when I'm pressing I'm chasing after God. This is what he's saying here. Hallelujah. And this reminds me of a story of, of David's life in 2 Samuel 2, 12 to 23. Abner, general, Abner, the general for King Saul's son, Ishabov loses many troops in the screamers with David's men. The Ashner, brother of David's general, chased Abner, turning neither to the right nor to the left as he pursued him. The Bible records Ashner refused to give up the pursuit. Is this kind of dog determination that is in the fire, uh, that, that is a fire in Paul's belly? We should be the same determination, the same fire in our belly that we're not going to look to the left, no to the right. But we're going to go straight because there's a goal. There's a, there's a determination that we, I got to reach there, that there's something there for me. I'm not giving I'm going to continue to press no matter how hard it is, no matter what's going on. No matter if the roof is falling apart, no matter if the, if, if hell is breaking out, but I'm going to continue to press. You see, they, they, uh, Jeremiah says, like, fire shut up in my bones. I, I got to keep going here. Yeah, uh, it, it, with the same zeal Paul had that he, that he wasn't persecuting the church 
in 1 Corinthians 59, he now pursues Christ. In other words, he's chased Christ. He's chasing after Christ. He's, ch he's on that road there, that narrow straight path, that narrow road, and he's chasing Christ. He said pursue, but he may chase Christ. He would not give up. We should do the same thing. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up until I get hold of Christ, until I get all that it is, the fullness of him, that I may be right, that I may be perfected. Oh, I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue to press on. Somebody out there today is deciding to give up. Somebody said, oh, brother, you don't understand. All the stuff that's been happening in here, all the pandemic and everything, I'm getting kind of tired here. I don't think I could go on anymore. But no, but see, when you're weak, that's when he is strong. See, Christ can take you on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Paul said, y'all, I'm not giving up. I must know Christ in all his fullness. See, we even haven't made a dent yet. We haven't made a dent yet. Yeah, we know Christ, but the fullness of him, the fullness of Christ, of who he is, that's what I want. That's what I want. I don't know about you. I can't get that fullness out of no Cracker Jack box. I can only get it from Christ. Hallelujah. Glory. See, back in the day, we may have thought we would have some fulfillment in that, in that girl or in that man and whatnot, but it was always still an empty spot. There's always something still empty. See, when you grab hold and, and all Christ's fullness, you're not empty. You, you, you're full now. Everything is good. Mm -mm. And I'm not talking about Campbell Soup, brother. I'm talking about the love of God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Or oh, the mercy of God, the grace of God. That's what I'm talking about here. It's from this concept that A.W. Tozer penned his classic book, The Pursuit of God. Woo! Years before, years before Jesus had laid hold of Paul on the Damascus Road and his conversion. Now, Paul is unsatisfied until he lay hold of the fullness of the life in Christ. I am unsatisfied. You should be unsatisfied. Oh, you just got a little taste of it, but there's more. You should be unsatisfied with that little taste. I want some more. I want some more. What Christ has to offer, there's more. There's the fullness. You want the fullness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to be like your car when you know you fill it up with the gas tank? It's full. They need to go boom. No more could go in. That's what I want from Christ. That's what I want from Christ. To be filled. David said, my cup running over. That's what I want. Hallelujah. And that's what you should want. My brothers, my sisters, things may look bad right now. May or may not look good right now, but I'm telling you, look ahead. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Some of you are about to go stage left. Some already went stage right. But I'm telling you right now, come back to the right one, the narrow path, the straight path. Press on. Press on. Poor heads, press it on. Press it on. Poor said, I have not attained. His Paul has not attained his spiritual goal yet, but he is not resting or turning back. 
Paul said, I'm not turning back here. I ain't going back. I ain't going back to what it used to be. I'm leaving that back there. See, what it was used to be, it wasn't nothing good. What it used to be, uh, it was all messed up and craziness. Uh, hallelujah. He said, but I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm going forward. I'm going to press on. I'm not pressing backwards, but I'm pressing forward. Some of us got to stop pressing backwards and keep pressing forward. That's easy. Put one foot in front of the other, the next foot in front of the other, and you keep moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Paul said, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And I take the word reaching me straining. Paul said, forget what's behind. Paul had good reason to forget those things behind. But Paul was a gangster. Paul was a gangster back there. Come on now. Knocking the Christians off left and right. He was a gang. He was the man. Paul, they threw the Stephen coat down in front of Paul. Paul said, take him out. Paul was the man. He was a strong enough gangster. Hallelujah. He did stuff. He did all this stuff. He said, but I put all that behind me. I put it all behind me. Some of us today are hitting ourselves in the head because we haven't put stuff behind us. We haven't put stuff behind us. We bring what, what yesteryears we're trying to bring with us for yet tomorrow. It's not going to work. It's not going to You got to leave it behind. Man, let me tell you something. I'm so glad I left some stuff behind me. I'm so glad I left it behind me. I ain't trying to look back there. I ain't trying to bring it with me. But some of us still holding on to yesteryears. Some of us still holding on to some of that stuff. And you got a limp. You're walking like this because you're dragging it with you. Let it go. Paul said, I, I, I put it down. And, and this is like a, this imagery is like from a race drawn from the key word, I press on to chase, to run after, pursue, that, 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 that rejects, uh, examine in verse 12. Paul is single-minded. But one thing I do, he's single-minded. Some of us need to get single-minded. Some of us need to get single-minded. Honey, Jesus, 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 Jesus. We need to get single-minded. Some of us got too many things on our mind. Now, see, I can stay. I'll let you know. I had too many things on my mind. Some things I had to let go. My wife going like this. Mm -hmm. I had to let go. I had to get that determination, that single thing. That one thing on, uh, should be on my Jesus, because he's going to do for me. That one thing to be in my mind is Jesus, because he's going to bring me through. That one thing to be in my mind is Jesus, because he's going to heal me. He's going to save me. He's going to provide for me. He's going to make a way out of no way, because he is the way maker. He's going to remove mountains, because he's a mountain mover. That's going to be that thing on my mind here, that single thing on my mind, Jesus. Hallelujah. Or oh, how sweet the name Jesus is. Hallelujah. Glory. It's a runner, uh, 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 but one thing I do is for, uh, 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 I do. So this imagery of a race, a runner in a race doesn't keep looking back at who is behind him. At least he trip and fall on his face. 
Come on now. You watch the race. You don't see no running. He raised it. He going. Because he going fall. Trip. Now, see, I'm going to say, I know not, I'm not talking about nobody else out there but me. I have fell before because I looked behind me and ran into a wall. Some of us are looking behind and running into walls and wonder how that wall got there. How I didn't see that wall because you were looking behind you. You were looking behind you where you should be looking ahead. You know the story of Lot and Gomorrah, Solomon and Gomorrah, when the angels said, keep going, don't look back. They were going. They were pressing on. But Lot Watt turned around, looked back, and the Bible said she turned to a pillar of salt. I ain't about to turn to no pillar of salt, brother. I'm going to keep looking forward. See, you can't run the race by looking backwards. You can only run the race by looking forward because there's a goal, there's a finish line that you got to see. Hallelujah. Instead, he's intent upon the goal up ahead. How many people do you know seem to live their life looking backwards? They count their losses, their regrets. No wonder they are defeated. Or if I should have, could have, would have. If I only had married her. If I only had married him. If I only had, if I only had, if I only, and you live a life if I only had. You live a life of, I should have, could have, would have, didn't. Paul said, I put that. Paul could have said, man, if I, I should have not did that, I could have did. But he said, you know what? It's behind me. You see, I did what I did. I did prison time. I ran drugs. I hurt people. But it's behind me. It's because Jesus took hold of me. And when Jesus takes hold of you, that stuff, the Bible in 2 Corinthians 5 says, if any man be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. That means it's behind you. It's what's in front of you that counts. Hallelujah. So the runner, he runs. Hallelujah. He, he, he don't look, he looking backwards. Hallelujah. He runs. But let me tell you something. The, uh, we, we, the, the people, they, 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 they regret, they, they, they defeated. But thank God for forgiveness in Christ. We can find forgiveness for our own failures. Hallelujah. You see, forgive. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive. There's no condemnation of those who are in Christ. You have to forgive yourself. And some of us haven't forgiven ourselves yet. We haven't let go. We still look back and say, oh, what did I? Forget what you did back there. Press forward. Paul said, man, I ain't looking back there. There ain't nothing back there for me. There ain't nothing. Some of us want to take a trip back there and say, hey, maybe I could fix things. You can't fix nothing. I know I couldn't. I had to let Jesus fix me. And the only way by, that's why I press forward. That's why I'm not giving up. That's why I'm like Paul. I'm determined. I'm determined to see this thing to the end. I'm determined to get to that goal. I'm determined to keep on pressing, keep on pressing, keep on pressing. I'm determined to keep chasing Christ, keep running out, keep pursuing. I'm determined to be like that, 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 that racer, man. I'm not looking. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to be strong. I may not be fast, but let me tell you, the race is not to the swift nor to the strong, but to he who endured to the end. You see, you may be ahead of me, but it's okay. Long I come in, 
long I come in. That's it. Long I make it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Paul says, uh, uh, Paul doesn't look back. Forget it. I don't think that means our mind is wiped clean of any remembrance of past hurt and failure, but we choose not to go there any longer. We choose instead to look forward. We can't run the race looking backwards, but we must, we, but we must keep our eyes ahead looking towards the goal, the prize, the goal. And baseball, Pastor Benson should know about that. He played baseball. And baseball, the batter said, must keep his eye on the ball. In order to hit the ball, you got to see the ball. In order to see the ball, you got to keep your eyes on the ball. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times I struck up, but that got to keep your eyes on the ball. A Christian must keep his eyes on the goal. Fully surrender to and fellowship with Jesus Christ. It's our eyes. If our eyes slip to the temporary world, we lose focus on the spiritual world and lose our bearings. You could be in the world, but not of the world. Hallelujah. Forget what lies behind and keep your eyes on the goal. Pause your eyes straining towards the finish line, reaching forth to stretch out, strain towards something. See, I ran a run and run, and he's near there. He stretched out. He stretched out. And sometimes that's, that's the difference of you winning and losing. He stretched out. When he's getting there, he stretched out. A lot of us, we ain't stretched out yet, but they're going to come a day. They're going to come a day that we will be stretched out. That will be the day when Jesus come back and get us. We will be stretched out then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Paul's our strain toward it. I, I, you know what? Paul's our press. I press on, and I look in the Bible, it reminds me of a woman with an issue of blood. She pressed on to take hold. She said, if I could only take hold of the garment. See, there was a gold in mind. There was something in sight ahead of her. She said, I done lost everything else, but that's behind me now because I'm pressing forward now because there's a gold in my mind to be healed. Blind bottom minutes had a goal. But they told him to shut up. Yeah, hey, you ain't quieting me now. Because, see, I got a goal in mind that I got to press toward. I want to see. So he pressed. Pressed. How many here today want got a goal in mind? How many here today need something? You need to press. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul is talking about his own flat-out commitment to see this thing through to the end. No slacking off. No excuses. No laziness. Paul is serious about this. He's stretching out to win the race. How many here stretching out? Come on. This is not no game to play now. This is serious. This is a matter of life and death. Uh, come on. Uh, 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 but brother, you don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. But Christ understands. This year, this year, it be, everything will fall apart. What do I got to look forward for Christmas? You got to look forward for our Savior who was born that day. Press. Press. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, press. Press, don't stop. Keep on pressing. You say, but with that rate, keep pressing. I didn't get that new job yet. Keep pressing. They turned me down. Keep pressing. 
You don't understand. I should have had that job. Maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe if you had that job, you wouldn't be where you're at right now, pressing, pressing, pressing. Hallelujah. Paul said, I like this now. I like this. Paul said, he switches from a race to the analogy of boxing. Hallelujah. See, he, 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 he said, I, 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 he, he said, when the, therefore, and, and 1 Corinthians 9, 27, he said, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. This when I have preached to others, I myself should become should be should should become disqualified. Paul said, "Listen, I got a plan here. You know, I, I, I like a boxer. Don't beat up like this. He said, I'm not swinging at the air. I know where I'm going. There's a goal for me. I see the target ahead, and that's what I aim for. Like an archer, he aims for the bullseye. Ain't there else less? Anything less is no good. It's the bullseye that he wants." Paul said, I'm moving there. But I like when the, 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 uh, 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 the message Bible reads, he said, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and on, in top condition, and I'm not going to get caught napping. Oh, telling everyone else about it, they miss out myself. My brothers, my sister, wake up. Wake up. We don't want to miss out. I don't want you to miss out. I don't want to miss out. Hallelujah. And verse 4, he said, I press toward the goal for the pride of the outward core of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark. It reminds me, Jesus pressed himself. Jesus pressed down that road. Jesus pressed with that cross on his back because he had a gold in mind. He had something to do. There was a goal. He didn't look left and right. He kept going, beat down, bloody up, with a cross on him. But he kept pressing. He kept pressing. He didn't stop. He didn't quit. And I'm so glad he did. See, the goal was for him to get to that hill. The goal for him was to be nailed to that cross. The goal for him was to take the sins of the world upon him. The goal was for him for us to have a way to come. The goal for him was for us to be saved. He pressed. He didn't give up. Jacob pressed with the angel. Come on now. Jacob said, no, I ain't giving up. He said, let me go, boy. Let me go. He said, no, man. I ain't going. He had a gold in mind. He had a mark in mind. I want you to bless me, bless me, bless me. Hold on. Hold on. Keep, keep pressing. Your blessing is there. If you stop, you never know. You never know. Press toward the mark. As he who runs the race never takes up short or the end, but is still making his way forward as fast as he can. So those who have heaven in their eyes must still be pressing forward to it in holy degree and hopes and constant evidence and preparation. The fitter we grow for heaven, the faster we must press towards it. Heaven is the prize of the high calling, the prize we fight for and run for. And wrestle for what we aim at and all we do. And Hebrews 3, 1a, therefore, holy brothers, partakers of the heavenly call, calling. 
So we keep our eyes upon heaven. For this is the proper, this is the proper, the prepared to give us measure in all our service. And to quicken us in every step we take. And if it's God, and it is of God from whom we accept it from. Eternal life is the gift of God, Romans 6, 23. But it is in Christ Jesus through his through his hand, it must come to. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So we must press on to him. Hallelujah. 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 Press. 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 I want to say this. I'm not giving up. There's a story of a, the first soldier to win the U.S. title, woman, Deshaun Baker. She is an American beauty pageant title holder, motivated speaker, and captain of the United States Army Reserve. On June 5, 2016, she was crowned Miss USA 2016. She presented the United States at, uh, she represented the United States at the Miss Universe 2016, where she placed among the top nine finalists out of 86 countries. But before you can compete in the U.S. pageant, you must win a state pageant. She lost six times. She lost six times. She lost six times. You hear me? A young woman, 19 years old, she lost six times. But somebody spoke a word to her that changed her life. They said, you can do it. And she kept on. And the sixth time was she lost. But guess what? She won because she pressed on. She didn't give up. She didn't stop. And I'm saying to you today, those who are out there right now, you want to know how can I pray? I'm about to give up. Don't give up. But I'm going to speak a word to you that will change your life today. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. He can change your life. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired being sick and tired? Are you tired looking backwards? And, 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 and are you about to give up and, and, but, and, and you want to run this race? But Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. See, you got to know him. You got to have the relationship with him in order to run this race, in order to press on, to have the strength. If you are there today, you don't know him. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus came down in, in the flesh and died for us and rose on the third day, then we are saved. If that's you today, I ask you right now, get on your knees right now and, and, and stretch your hand out and say, Father, that's me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. I'm tired. I want to run this race. I, I want to press towards the mark of the high calling, but I can't do it without you. So come and make me a new person. I receive your forgiveness. I thank you. If you said that prayer today, man, if you said that, then you're saved. Get in touch with us. You're saved. And to those who may have walked away, who quit, who quit to get off the road and quit to stop pressing, I say to you like the prodigal son, I must come back. Come on back. Get back on the narrow road. Come on back. God will forgive you. You can do it. Don't quit. 
And I want to pray for a special prayer now for those who are out there, Christians who, who, who feel defeated. You're saying, what's this for? Why? Everything's no good here. I've been serving Christ, but things are just like it's falling apart. I can't make it no more. I'm tired. I want to pray for you. I want to say, don't give up. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Father, in the name of Jesus, those who are out there, oh God, I pray you will grab hold of them, oh God, that, Lord, you will grab them, oh God, and they will press on, oh God, that you will encourage their hearts, that you will call them back, oh God, that you stand with your arms wide open for them, oh God, that, Lord, they will say, yes, Lord, I surrender, I surrender, and they will come to your God, and you will take them, and they will know your goodness, your fullness of you, oh God, that they will run the race, and they will finish the race. They will continue to press on. And those who accept your God, bless them. Knock their socks off, oh God. Let them know, oh God, you got them. And you have not lost one yet. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for them, oh God. And if you're out there today and you don't have a church home, and you say, baby, this might be the place for me. This might be the place where I see they pressing. They're not giving up. They run. We need to encourage our brothers and sisters to keep pressing on. You can do it. You can do it. If you feel that this is the place for you, we'd be glad to have you. We'd be glad to have you so we can press together, hand in hand, run this race, get our church number, give us a call. Those who accept the Lord, give us a call. Those who backslid and came back, that's what it was. I backslid for seven years, but ha, hallelujah. Give us a call. Hallelujah. Thank you. We also want to remind that the Zoom call, the Zoom call the, at 1130, at 1130, there will be a new link sent out to all of those. Make sure you get it. I, I, you got it? Yeah, my wife got it. Okay. Make sure you get it. We want to... Be on that Zoom call. Amen? Hallelujah. I, I had a lot of sermon, not enough time, as Pastor Benson would say. You know, thank God for him, man. You know, his spirit rubbing off on me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway a benediction. <laughs>